Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hoopers Lab podcast. This is episode 14 of the podcast where we talk all things basketball. I'm joined here by my co-host, Riley. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing today, Riley? I'm all right. I uh, I uh, entered in a contest to win a free PS5, so hopefully I can get it that way instead. Fingers crossed, bro. Could you imagine how crazy that would <laughs> I be? Can't, I can't actually buy it, but I win it. <laughs> Bro, I'd be so mad. <laughs> um, but yeah, you you already know what it is. It's the small forward list because you know it comes after the the shooting guard. Yeah. Um, I think that you guys should know how this goes by now. We're gonna rank our top ten who we think are the top ten small forwards in the league. This includes players who were injured last year, and it's not just based off of last season. It's just overall who we think our top ten small forwards are. Um, how did you find constructing this list? I actually didn't mind it too bad. Um, I feel like some things are going to be like, I think we're going to defer in some areas, which is really fine. I well, think it's going to be the exact opposite. So you think it's going to be like the same? I think that it's going to be too similar. That's why I think that I think for the, I think for episode. the, yeah, that's true. I think for the most part will be similar, but I feel like, yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm excited. Maybe well, there's going to be some debates. Okay, okay. I wasn't expecting that. I was kind of just like, I'm not going to lie. This is the position where probably I'm like, there's probably going to be the least amount of debates just because there's yeah, such just like, like, yeah. But, I mean, if there is debates, then hey, that'll be good. But uh, let's start with our honorable mentions. Uh, I have a, I have a lot of honorable mentions. So uh, I did three, start? like always. So I did four this time. Cause okay, was... You go first since you got more. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Isaac was an honorable mention for me. Um, OG Ananobi, Kelly Oubre, and Gordon Hayward. Who are your honorable mentions? Will Barton. Okay. Bojan Bogdanovic and OG. Bogdanovic? Oh, fuck. Yeah. I know. I was kind of thinking when you did, uh, when you said that, I was like, okay, the bottom half is a little different. (laughs) Okay. That's exciting. Um, Okay, so yeah, Jonathan Isaac is an honorable mention for me just because like him and OG Ananobi are kind of in the same boat. They're too young to kind of, they're not proven yet for me. Obviously, they've shown great That's potential fair. on the defensive side of the court, especially Jonathan Isaac. Yeah. But it, the injury thing really holds Jonathan Isaac back on his ranking for me and just his aggressiveness and just he has so many good offensive tools that he just doesn't use. Yeah. And then OG's still developing. He's shown flashes. Uh, Kelly Oubre was probably the closest player for me putting 10. Uh, but he barely. Just because how well the Suns played without him, I think that kind of tanked his rating a little bit. But he's still a, he's still a good yeah. player. And then Gordon Hayward is the next one. If this was Jazz Gordon Hayward, he would definitely be on the list. But, I mean, Celtics Gordon Hayward did have a great year last year, though. I thought that he played really good. Just not good enough to make the list for me. So who are who are your honorable? Is there anything you want to say about your honorable mentions? Um, I felt kind of I felt a certain way putting Bojan in my uh, my honorable mentions, and I guess Will Barton as well because they're both uh very good. Like they're I wouldn't say I wouldn't call them like I guess they are kind of role players, but like they they're are. elite at their they're elite at their roles. And, elite role yeah. players, yeah. and they're they're very good players that you want on your team. So I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I'll start with my number ten. My number ten is Will Barton. I that's fair. I just really like Will Barton. 
I mm. put him on the list. I was close to not putting him on the list, but I had to put him on the list just to show my respects to him. Uh, one of my favorite role players in the NBA, and he's just he had a great year last year. I mean, he's kind of he's just so versatile, which I really like. And if you're building a championship team, I think that he's the perfect role player that you want. Yeah. Um, it sucks that he wasn't playing in the playoffs. Um, it definitely showed for the Nuggets this year. I mean, well, I mean, they still um made it to the defensively. Defensively, yeah, because he's that wing defender. He's a very good wing defender. Um, yeah, they needed to get that against like Donovan. You need that, yeah. They need that against Donovan. They needed that against like Kawhi. And even though they beat the Clippers, they still like there's just so many great scoring wings that you need, and Will Barton could just really lock it down. Yeah. Um, he's a secondary ball handler, which is nice. He's just very versatile. He could basically do everything. He's like a Swiss Army knife. He's the perfect Swiss Army knife player, and he's number uh, ten for me. Now, who is your um, number ten? My number ten is uh, Mr. Bubble Warren. Okay, okay. And uh, TJ played. Obviously, he stepped up a lot in the bubble. Uh, the only reason I don't have him higher is because I don't think he can. I don't think he's going to continue to be that like elite. I think he can no. still be a very good player for the Pacers, and he can. Oh, it'll be weird to see if Oladipo is, ends up staying. It will be weird to see Brogdon, uh, Warren, Sabonis, and uh, Oladipo all there at the same time because they're all like. I don't. It's know, a lot of good all... like offensive touches. Like they can all yeah. get fifteen to twenty a game. Well, and I feel like they're all kind of like. I feel like they're all kind of like that. Second guy you would want on a championship team. Second? Yeah, like they're like the one like that play type. They're all like your second or third type guy you'd want on your team. I think I they're more third. I don't think that with any yeah. of the guys on the Pacers they could be your second guy. Yeah, exactly. Which is why, like, I don't. So I don't expect much from them because. Yeah. Well, they're it's just me, a good. The Pacers always do good, but like, yeah, they're a good regular season team. It's because they have that depth. They have four third, second options, and then that just does really good. But then, um, yeah, I mean, TJ Warren. I mean, I have him number one because of how he played in the bubble. <laughs> bubble nah. Warren's a hooper, hooper. <laughs> bubble Warren's the best small forward in the league. Uh no, nah, but I have a TJ Warren. KD, man, I have Warren at nine. So okay, sorry, I kind of thought so when you said Barnett, uh, Barnett 10. Yeah, I have TJ Warren a little bit higher. Uh, TJ Warren, I wrote a piece about my most un- who I think are the most underrated players this season, and TJ Warren was one of them. Yeah, I TJ think Warren that... has been up in all season, actually. I also Probably think that like he was in the bubble, but yeah, yeah, well, even the regular season, he was doing really good. But, I mean, the thing about T.J. Warren that no one really talks about is he was a non-three-point shooter when he was with the Suns. He shot below 25% for his whole career. And then when he went to the Pacers, or no, it was the year before the Pacers, he shot, now he shoots 40% yeah. from three. Yeah, he, like, like, he, yeah. he was he a three-point shot. He turned into a shooter, which is great for him. And that really yeah. just gives him more value on the offensive end. And he's just shown that he's a great offensive player this season. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, he's. I think he stepped up in the absence of Victor Oladipo. Like, with Victor Oladipo out, he really showed that he can be a good scorer. Oh, yeah. Uh, his shooting percentages were insane. 53% from the yeah, field. He would, like, not miss. Great shooting from, 
mid range and, and like Jimmy clamped him up. The main thing about his game, yeah, exactly. Jimmy's his kryptonite. Jimmy's uh, just in his like, head, bro. Fox, <laughs> he's in his head. But no, DJ Ward had many like high scoring games this season with great efficiency. For each of his games where he scored more than 30 points, he shot over 60% from the field. And just, yeah. like, he's not that guy that's going to take, like, a lot of shots, but he's just an efficient scorer. The main thing about him has been defensively, but I think mm. that he's shown more improvements on the defensive end this season. Like, that's his weakness, but I think that he has made improvements in that area. That's all and, you can ask for. Yeah, like, you're not asking him to be an elite defender, but he has made improvements on the defensive side of the ball, especially in the clutch he has shown to be a better defender. I think he had a game-winning block this season and just a couple clutch defensive plays. And just, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I have him on a spot higher. But, yeah. Uh, who's your number nine? My number nine is Jonathan Isaac. Okay, so you have him. Okay, I, I think I see what happened here. Okay. Yeah, I just, like... uh. I like how elite and versatile Jonathan Isaac is on the perimeter. Uh, he's like the perfect player I'd want to run at. Uh, I think they, I think most people would like to run him at the four because of his shot blocking ability. But he's like yeah. that perfect all around wing forward, forward. player. I'd like defensive yeah. forward, yeah, definitely. And if he can, because uh, obviously he's not a bad offensive player, but if he can like, no. figure it out more, he could be like. I, I'm really high on Jonathan Isaac. But, yeah, also with the injury, it definitely affects him a little bit. So, we'll have to see how he comes back from it. What, what was the injury? Uh, ACL. Okay. Yeah, that's it was not then... very easy to recover from. But, uh, yeah, that was, I was so sad when that happened, man. Yeah, he was injured. He was injured before the bubble. And then he played during the bubble while injured. And they re-injured himself yeah. and then got injured. Yeah. This man. Um <laughs> Yeah. I mean I'll I'll talk about Jonathan Isaac. Uh he's a he's a great player. Like me not having him on the list, like I'm not hating on him. Like he was close to making the list. It's just that my main thing is the injury concerns. Um his first season he only played twenty seven games. Last season he almost played a full season, so that was good. But then yeah. this year he only played thirty four games, which I mean was basically half because you know, because the bubble, the games were reduced. And then I think it's announced, yeah, he will miss the entire next season. It's tough, man. He's going to miss the entire 2020-2021 season. So it's going to be a long time until we see him come back. Because if the season starts, just like, like it's going to be another year, basically. And then just like, yeah, just the injury thing for me. And offensively, he has all the tools. Like, he's a 6'11 athletic freak. And the defense is obviously amazing. But just, I don't know if he can ever develop that offensive. I don't know if he's ever going to put his tools together. I'm kind of concerned about that. Uh, I don't know if he's ever going to become a good enough shot creator to kind of do that. I feel like he'll just be, like, playing off of others, which there's nothing bad with being an offensive player like that. But But when you play for the Magic where there's no offensive player to play (laughs) off of, then... Like Markel Fultz like that? I mean... I mean, if he develops it to that, then perfect. <laughs> but <laughs> the Magic just aren't good on offense, and it just doesn't help Jonathan Isaac. I mean, defensively, I loved what I've seen from him this season, but it's not enough for him to be on the list for me. But I- I'm not mad that you put him there, because it makes sense. You and just Jonathan to... Isaac have come a long way. That was just the, the naive, ignorant me, where I just, <laughs> like... they No, it's because I looked at, like... Yeah, I just... 
back then I wasn't a big fan of defensive minded athletic players that like rely on athleticism and defense that can't create their own shot. That was when I first like Jalen Brown, uh, Jonathan Isaac. I wasn't very high on, but I mean now like those players are cool. I still think that they're limited in the NBA. Because, like, people make comparisons from, like, guys like Josh Jackson, Jonathan Isaac. They compare them to Kawhi, but Kawhi is, like... No, they they compare... Exactly. But, like, those guys are, like, polished offensive players. And these players are just defense, so... I mean, to be fair, Kawhi wasn't the best offensive player when he came into the league. Exactly, yeah. But, I mean, how do you really tell if they're going to create, like... I just don't (laughs) think that... You can't really tell, like... It's just, like, yeah, I don't know. Um, who is your number? Are we on eight? Or did you just yeah, say eight? Yeah, yeah, I just said my nine. Okay, John Isaac's your nine. Uh, who is your eight? Gordon Hayward. Oh, shit, that's really high. Okay. Uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, it is a little high, but, uh, I really like what Hayward's done for the Celtics team, which is why I don't, I don't exactly want to see him leave the Celtics, but I, uh, yeah, I've liked what he's done for the Celtics. He's been a good shot creator for them uh, when he was in the game, like another shot creator, mm-hmm. uh, especially with not really having much of a center. Yeah, to, for him to do work. So yeah, it's been nice. They've uh, Hayward's been nice for them to have as well with their young core. That's true. Um, I don't think that they will. I mean, they might trade him, but I think that the connection between him and Brad Stevens is just too strong. White boy I mean, connection. The the white boy connection. <laughs> what did he? What did he name his kid? I don't know. I don't think he named him White Boy Connection. No, I uh, really. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest name in human history. <laughs> um, I think that Gordon Hayward just like I think he's fit into his role perfectly. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I thought his numbers were way worse. I'm looking at them right now. I thought his numbers were lower than they are. Um, damn. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I might have put a pet, but I don't think I would have put a much higher. I don't know. Like, he's good in what he does, but, I mean, I don't really know what, what to say about him. He's just solid. Yeah, like, like, yeah there's not much else I want to say about it. <laughs> I mean, he's good on a team with, like, you have those... Like, he doesn't have a lot of pressure, which I think is good for him. Because last season, yeah. I felt like he had pressure to kind of come back and be the Jazz Gordon Hayward. And we're never going to see that Hayward again. And we don't like, need that Hayward. Let's be honest. And, I mean, he also makes a lot of money for the talent he is. But, I mean, yeah. he's still a good player you want to have. Just not in yeah. that contract. I mean, obviously, he's not going to be clamping up LeBron. And what he's not going to he's not gonna be dropping... <laughs> he's not going to be dropping 40 dropping 40 every night but he's just solid in what he does he can just go out there and be a good spark plug on the offensive yeah. end and just play off of others well and be good for team chemistry and he's just solid so yeah um, but I have Bogdan Bogdanovich higher uh, I have him at 8 so I don't have Hayward on my list and you don't have Bogdanovich on your list yeah um, I think that personally, I think that uh, Bogdanovich had a better year than Hayward just because of, I think he was more impactful to the team. I mean, obviously both That's were true. impactful players, but I just feel like Bogdan was more impactful to, 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 the, to the team. And I think that if you would have been in the Nuggets series, Jazz that, win that series, Jazz win that series easily. Because yeah. Bogdanovich is, 
easily their third best player, and he's like he was elite at what he was doing this season. Yeah, they need they definitely needed another shot creator to go along with uh, Spida in the conference finals or the semi. No, what's the round called? I don't know. In the first round, they definitely needed that uh, extra ball handler. Just say the first round. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and I mean, like, yeah, if you look at that, the Jazz struggled without Bogdanovich, and they didn't win that series, but the Celtics didn't have Hayward for a long period of time in the playoffs, and they did fine. That's true. Like, he didn't play for the Raptors. Is that the Raptors? Yeah. Yeah, they beat the Raptors without Hayward, so, I mean, that's pretty, that kind of says something for me. Um, Bogdanovich is an elite shooter. Uh, 41% from three this season on seven attempts per game. He had a couple of game winners this season, and he was just great in the clutch. Um, the Jazz were one of the best teams in the clutch this season, and a lot of that was because of Bogdanovich. Yeah. Uh, 90% from the free throw line. He's actually, like, he doesn't have good defensive stats, but he's actually an underrated defender. Like, he's not going to get you steals and blocks, but he's a good on-ball defender, I find. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I just think that he's a solid defender. And then 20 points per game. Like, he's just an efficient, great player. And then, yeah, he was injured. And it sucks that he got injured. But hopefully he could bounce back next year and be good for them. Yeah. Because he is – is he probably, like, the best free agent signing in Jazz history? Uh... Because <laughs> he probably is. Because I the Jazz, mean... like, aren't a team to get free agents. Yeah. No one wants to go to Salt Lake City. Yeah, exactly. I've also, like, I've liked seeing the evolution of Bogdanovich because I remember when he was on that trash Brooklyn team. <laughs> when he was on that trash Brooklyn team, and then we went to Washington. He had that good playoff run with them. Yeah. And then he did good with Indiana. He had lots of great moments. He was on that team that almost beat LeBron in the first round. I liked him on Indiana. I really liked him on Indiana, too. And then I like him on the Jazz, too. And it also yeah. helps uh, It helps just their whole team. He's the perfect fit. He helps yeah, he's uh, in the, Mitchell he's in and yeah, he's just the perfect role player for that team. Um, number seven. I feel like this is kind of where the list starts to get the same, unless you have some like crazy stuff. Uh, who's your number? <laughs> Me uh, too. <laughs> my number seven is DeRozan. We both have DeRozan seven. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, my thing with DeRozan is just like he's a good player, but like you just can't really build around him, and I feel like. He doesn't really fit anywhere to – for I guess, like, if you want to build around him, he'd obviously fit because you're building pieces around him. But he's just yeah. not the player I want to lead my team. And even and I don't want him to be, like, my second or third guy really either just because of this play style. So, like, I don't know. Hmm. No, you, you hit all those points exactly on the mark. Um, DeRozan is kind of in that category that, like, the reason I rank Westbrook so low in the point guard list and the reason I rank Levine so low in the shooting guard list, they're players that their play styles don't fit to be a second or third guy, but they're not good enough to lead a successful team. Yeah. And that's kind of a bad middle you want to be a part of, in my opinion. And, yeah. I mean, I honestly, I'm going to put some, I feel bad for DeRozan. Like... <laughs> Like, he's a guy, like, I know that he's a multi-millionaire, but, like, I genuinely feel bad for the guy. Yeah, I feel bad for that millionaire. Oh, man. Poor guy. He Well, no, he had a bad upbringing, <laughs> and then he was kicked out of the playoffs by LeBron year after year, and then he gets traded away, watches his best friend and former team win the championship. <laughs> he already deals with mental health stuff. 
Like, if this man played in a different era, he would be way better. But he's just stuck in an era that doesn't MJ's really fit just him. just DeRozan with hops. Your defense, <laughs> is that what they say? MJ's just DeRozan and with defense? defense? Honestly, is that even, like... No, I was going to say, it's a bad... Like, is it that far off? Like... I mean, I know it is obviously Michael Jordan's obviously the better player, but like it's kind of, <laughs> but like it's mean? kind of so bad. close. No, offensively they're so close. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I mean DeRozan. Like he, I just don't know how you can't improve your shooting. He had one year where he was a <laughs> yeah, decent he, shooter, but that's it. But like that was the year when everyone was like, "This is the Raptors' year," and then LeBron swept them in the second round. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was high on the Raptors one. Yeah, day. I remember that. Everyone was so hype. And, and LeBron just said, fuck y'all. And just destroyed them. <laughs> you just can't win. And it was with, with that Rose. shitty Cleveland team, too. Yeah, literally. I, I don't it know. wasn't even. Oh, yeah. It was when they got swept, too, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if it's. It was because it's not even like he's with Popovich now. And, so, and he's still not a very good shooter. So, like. Coach, I don't think coaching is the issue, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, it isn't a good fit. I feel like yeah. DeMar DeRozan needs to somehow, like, take the Jimmy Butler route and just, like, go to a team that fits him. But, like, there isn't a team that fits him. <laughs> that it's doesn't tough. exist. <laughs> like, can you have a team that is completely built around – like, people have been saying the Magic and the Hornets. I really think that he should go to the Magic or the Hornets, but, like, then you're just then you're just going to a bad team just to get empty stats. Yeah, like, like, that's kind of yeah. what DeRozan is. Honestly, that's what I say with a lot of players. Like, just go to the Hornet. Like, that's what I if if Drummond doesn't end up back in Cleveland, fucking go to uh, Charlotte and just go stat pad or Montrez. Like, I don't know, because it's not like yeah. you're gonna play to win anywhere else because no one wants you. Exactly, and it's just hard to when you're those players to find fits. Like their game styles just don't fit what the NBA is right now and what teams need and value. Because, like, DeRozan, let's be real. I don't think he's ever going to win a championship as a starter. He'll win it like when, maybe he's like when he's 38. 40. Maybe <laughs> yeah. when he's 40 and he's off the bench and he's on that Gary Payton heat bandwagon. Never give kid. up on your dreams. <laughs> you didn't do anything. <laughs> no, but he could be like that. But, I mean, I don't know. He's not terrible, but it's just, like, it's just the modern NBA just doesn't fit him well. Exactly. Like, obviously, in the mid-range, he's good. He's a good finisher, but he cannot shoot for the life of him. He is not good on defense. Uh, he has made improvements on the playmaking side, but just the, the three-point yeah. three shooting weighs him down so much. Yeah. I will say this, though. He is always amazing in 2K. <laughs> always has been. But, yeah, yeah that's well, all that he has We know 2K is unrealistic. Yeah, exactly. Because he can actually <laughs> shoot it. But yeah, I mean, he's an all-star caliber player that just doesn't have an all-star play style. Like, cause he easily has the talent to be an all-star. It's just that yeah, this doesn't translate. Yeah, that's um, true. I have a feeling the rest of our list is going to be the same. Probably. Who's your number six? Uh, in my in my notes it says Daddy Ingram. <laughs> That's a little sus, dude. It's not sus. What do you mean? You called him daddy. Because he is daddy. That's pretty fucking sus. No, it's not. What do you mean? That's not sus at all. If you call a guy daddy, that's sus. It's not sus. I was to I I texted a guy that owned an Ingram fan page and he called him Daddy Ingram. 
that doesn't mean that you know. That's still sus. That's not sus. It is sus. Anyways, let's talk. Your red sus. Um, <laughs> do you think that he uh, deserved the most improved player award? I think he deserved it. I know Bam deserved it too, but I think they both deserved it because Ingram. Like the thing is, I expected this from him. I didn't expect him to play at the elite level that he did all season, but I definitely mm-hmm. expected him to take that jump because I saw what he was doing in Los Angeles, obviously. So I'm not surprised that he. I'm not surprised that he was able to step up in New Orleans, but I do think he deserved it. No, I always knew that he had it in him. Like, he had stretches, especially at the end of the seasons, where he just looked like he was amazing and he was going to carry it over to next season. And then he just never really did. And, I mean, I just feel like he didn't really thrive in that Los Angeles environment. I think that he really needed that change of scenery. Um, I think the Pelicans got a great return when they traded for Anthony Davis by getting Ingram. Um, the thing about Ingram, and we thought his career might have been over after that yeah, the scary blood clot injury. Yeah. That was pretty scary. Um, but I think this season, Ingram definitely heavily capitalized on no Zion. Yeah. For 100%. basically the whole season. Yeah. I would like to see Ingram's... Yeah. I would like to see Ingram's stats and how good he did with Zion on the court with him. But I think that definitely Ingram doesn't win the most improved player award if no, Zion not, is healthy the whole season. But that's fine. Well, like, that's not yeah. me hating on him. It's just like... The opportunity was better. I, but, I mean, he did, he did improve. Like, I'm really happy with what I've seen from Ingram, uh, especially shooting-wise and just scoring ability, really tapping into that potential that we all knew he had. Yeah. And he's still so incredibly young, and I'm a really yeah, big fan like, of what, him. 22? He's 22, 23, somewhere. It's either one or the other. This is his age 22 season, but he might be yeah. 23 by now. I think he's 23. Yeah, he's 23. So, yeah. Um, and I mean, in the clutch, too, he had lots of great games where he was great in the clutch. And I mean, just for him, just like rounding out his game more. I mean, he's already very versatile, but I just feel like rounding out his game more and just finding out how to fit with Zion. Like, because he could be like, I don't think he's ever going to be that first option, but I feel like he could definitely be that first slash second option in New Orleans next to Zion. And he'll be great and succeed. Did you uh did you see how Stan Van Gundy Stan Van Gundy wants to play Lonzo? Uh no I did this not what came out of head, but it's like uh I don't know if it's how they want, but they're talking about it on the through the wire podcast. They're talking about how they want to play him as more like in the half court they want to play him as more of like a wing, just a standstill shooter. And I guess to run it more through Zion. So I don't know how to, I don't know if I like that, just running it trying to run it more through Zion. But mm. uh, yeah. I mean, he is a great off-ball. Like, he's a good catch-and-shoot. He's one of the best catch-and-shoot well, yeah, players actually, in the league this season. Like, yeah, he okay. shot... Three-point percent. Yeah, cause honestly, I feel like his three-point shooting is uh, really sus when he's uh, just trying to create for himself. Because then it's, like, all funky, and it's just, like, it looks like he's, like... It just looks like he's trying to create a shot, but he he mm. knows like he he can't. I don't know. It's just weird. No, he's one of the best catch and shoot players last season. Like that's where he really thrived. And I mean, 
I don't really mind that too much. I mean, I feel like he gets, I've seen so many times, like he just isn't a great playmaker in the half court. Like he just yeah, gets so yeah. many turnovers and like, you think he'd be a better pick and roll player, but he's just, he's not, not he's just not. So I actually don't mind that too much running it more through Ingram and Zion. I mean, I'm curious to see how Ingram is kind of built into that offense. Maybe they kind of use, they use Zion as, uh, Van Gundy's uh, Dwight, and then they use Ingram like he don't. Yeah, they were talking about that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I'm interested to see how they they work with uh Sam Van Gundy and how they adjust. Cause yeah, cause we I think that fight. defensively it will help them a lot. Yeah, I like it defensively a lot. I feel like he's gonna push them to be, cause like Pelicans had a lot of good. Uh, like this year they obviously had. Lonzo and Drew on the perimeter, and it seemed like, you know, they weren't very good defensively. And Ingram's oh, obviously, yeah. Ingram's obviously a long, athletic wing who can be a decent defender. And Zion, Zion has the tools. Zion, Zion didn't play defense at all when he was. Zion he, defensively he, was atrocious. Zion, <laughs> Zion literally did not play defense. You wonder why he's always standing under the opponent's basket, waiting for Lonzo to outlet to him. Yeah, literally. Um, but yeah, I don't think that Van Gundy will be there by the time they're championship contenders. But I think for right now, he's the coach they need. Yeah, he'll be nice for them. He'll help them care about defense. So that's good. Um, so we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to go to our top five. Yes. And we are back. So number five, uh, I have a feeling our lists are going to be the exact same from here on out. <laughs> the exact same? I... Well, who's your number five? KD. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, my number five is Christopher Middleton. Same, same. Yeah, okay, Middleton. No, <laughs> I don't know. I don't really have much to say for him. He's a, he's a good wing that you like, an elite wing that you want on your team. Uh, he wasn't 50, 40, 90 this year, right? He, yeah, the field goal. He was, okay, Um, he was 50, almost 50. It was the field goal percentage that was like point zero zero three percent off. Yeah. So that was uh, but he was almost there. He basically was. Like I consider I round up, so fifty, forty, ninety basically. Yeah. Uh Middleton's like the perfect fit you'd want next to Giannis. Um uh-huh. at that wing. He, honestly yeah, the Bucks and Middleton and Giannis had the tools to contend. I think the problem is mainly Bledsoe. But uh I do too. Yeah, so Middleton's, yeah, I don't know. He was just great this season. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. The thing about Middleton is, for me personally, like, he's an amazing player, right? And I know that he gets shit on a lot, but it's because he's not a good second player you want. Obviously, he's a great fit next to Giannis, but as the second guy next to Giannis, he is not a good fit. If That's the, why if, they need Chris Paul. He would be the perfect third option. Like yeah. the third option next to Giannis, that's championship. But right now they're just like pretenders. I feel like and... that's true, and that's why that shows why they lost to the Heat. The Heat, yeah. And then I just feel like also defensively he's regressed, which that's true. Like he used to be a dog on defense. Like he used to be the perfect three and D, and now I feel like just defensively he hasn't been really the same. Which I feel, which like when you're given more opportunity on the offensive side, obviously you're going to put less energy yeah. on defense. That's just how it is with, like, every player. Everyone. But, yeah, like, defensively he used to be that guy. And, I mean, I like how 
He's a good secondary ball handler, but I mean, or I guess a good third ball handler. It just depends on who you have. But yeah, I mean, 50, 40, 90 elite shooting. Um, like I said, just as a second guy, he's not great, but, or he is, he's decent. He's serviceable as a second guy, but as a third guy, he is amazing. And yeah. I feel like that the Bucks sh- really should have kept uh, Brogdon over Brog. Bledsoe. 100%. They just need that. Also, I feel like Chris Middleton isn't the best, like, shock, like, not shocker. I don't know how to describe it. He's just not the best, like, perimeter playmaker that they need. And perimeter, yeah. he's not the perimeter player they need. They need, like, if they got Chris Paul, like, that is easily, that easily raises their ceiling to championship favorites. Oh, yeah, 100%. But I don't know what's going to happen with Giannis. And if Giannis leaves, then Middleton will probably just be, like, that guy that just, like, is the best player on a bad team and just, like, you know, just puts up, like, empty stats, kind of. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, Anything else you need to say about Middleton? No, sir. All right, moving on. Who do you have here? Jimmy J. Buckets. Which I assume you oh, have to. Um. So at number four, I have direct. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, have I, like, I have. I have Butler. I have Butler. I mean, it it hurts to put him this low, but like he is at this spot. Small fours are just so top heavy. Yeah, exactly. Like the three small fours ahead of him are better, but I mean, They're literally three best players in the league. Yeah, I've been giving props to exactly. <laughs> I've been giving props to Jimmy Butler all season, and I just want to, again, give props to him because this man just went in his bag and just fucking went off. Demon mode. You're perfect for him. Literally, demon mode. The heat are just perfect for him. They're exactly what he needs. He's exactly what they need. It's just, like, match made in heaven, and he proved, that he, can, he proved that he can be that guy. And if the heat keep improving, I think they can still be good for a while. Yeah, that's facts. For, for a couple more seasons, at least. Did you know that he was one pick away from being selected from the Heat? The, he had the 29th pick, and Damn. he got picked 30th. Could you imagine, bro? Bro, the thing is, also, that's when the Heat still had LeBron and Wade. And I know, yeah. The big three Heat grooming Jimmy Butler into a superstar and having him there earlier, which I mean, like, if he was there earlier, like, his career would be outlooked better because he would just be this Jimmy Butler right now, but for a longer period of time. Like, he's doing this more at the tail end of his career, which, I mean, it kind of sucks that he had the Bulls and Timberwolves and just, like, kind of ruined his image and legacy. But I think this year he definitely ruined his legacy. Jimmy's toxic. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. Bitch, I'm a baby. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) wow. I mean, I don't really know what else to say about Jimmy Butler. He is incredibly clutch, incredibly good drawing free throws, incredible shot creator, leader, playmaking. He took a big step, which I love to see. Yeah, he was really nice with his playmaking, especially in the playoffs as well. The only hole with him really was just his three-point shooting. And in yeah. the playoffs and the bubble, he was being a, he was a good three-point shooter. So he this was, man was, was, literally, was good enough. Yeah. He was literally like one of the best players in the league in the bubble. So I really hope he could continue that over. I think that the Heat are going to – I what was the thing if you don't – you have to you have to lose to learn how to win – and I feel like Jimmy, he was in the gym right after the finals lost. Like, I think that Heat team is going to be extra motivated next year. Do I think they're going to win that, a championship? I don't know. I don't think they will win a championship just because I mean, hey, of how. Team now. 
I mean, they, they could. I think that more people are going to be on notice, but I really loved the Heat season, and I really love what Jimmy Butler did for that team and organization. Yeah. They honestly don't even need Giannis. Be- they don't need Giannis. Obviously, they're a front-runner for Giannis, but honestly, they don't need him. I'd, I'd honestly rather not have Giannis just because I'd rather keep Bam and Butler, and I just don't think those guys would be a good fit next to Giannis. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Did you hear that um, Tyler Harrow and Bam Adebayo are untouchable in trade talks? That was a report. I I think it's fair. I think it's fair. The Heat are very high on Tyler Harrow. They see him as the next booker. And then Bam is obviously amazing. So they honestly don't even need Giannis, which I don't know where he's going to They don't do. need Giannis. They don't. I mean, he, for I feel a... like Giannis is going to stay in Milwaukee. I don't know, man. Sucks to be him. He always goes to the Lakers in 2K. Yeah, he does. It's because he's trying to be like his brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Jimmy. Do you make an all-defensive team this year, or do you barely not make it? I can't remember. Did he? He either made the second team, or he didn't make it at all. Yeah, you type it in now. I'm not typing. What are you talking about? I hear... God damn, that's loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I could not spell it all. Wow, this God is... damn it. We need like the what I'm trying. Jeopardy music. Jimmy Butler. Make all NBA defense. This Bro, I'm going to find this faster than you. Hold on. Butler was voted a member of all defensive second team along with Was he Okay, next... well this said was this says no, this is not this year. Riley, come on man, you're still in the bag. It hell? gave me like four years ago, okay? Leave me alone. <laughs> Jimmy Butler was an all-defensive player in 2015. I tied 29-day. Bro, I can't find it either. I guess we just don't know. Like, um, One sec, I found one. I found one. Okay. He did not make an all-defensive team. Okay, well, that makes sense why we can't find it. <laughs> it was Beverly, Bledsoe, Bam, Brooke, and Kawhi. But you could have, like, made a heavy argument that he should have made it. I think I did have him over Bledsoe. I'm pretty sure I had him on mine as well. We both had him on ours. So, amazing player. Uh, let's move on to our number three. This might be different. There's either one or two players it could be, really. LeBron. No, I'm just who's your number? I mean, I think we know after this season where he is. Uh, who's your number three? I have KD at number three. I have Kawhi at number three. Okay, that's fair, because barring the in- KD's injury and how he comes back, I think he could either be number two or even number one, because mm-hmm. KD was just that good before he was injured. And I have him at three right now, because we don't know how he's going to come back from this injury. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I really want... I re- you don't like KD and Kyrie? I, I really like Katie and Kyrie together. It, it's No, it's not I, that I don't like it. On the court, it's amazing fit. But off the court, and just like, I just don't think they're going to do good their first year. That's just me. That's fair. I feel like there's, I, and I feel like the regular, no, in the regular season, I don't think they're going to do well. Because you look at the East and how good regular season teams there are in the East. You have the Heat, you have the Raptors, the Celtics, and the Bucks who all have great chemistry, great defense, and, like, they're just more elite. saying Kyrie's a bad defender? Yes. That's exactly (laughs) No, I'm just saying, like, that team doesn't have the chemistry or the defensive identity that the other teams have that will get them a better record. Yeah, they don't have the the chemistry on the court. 
and it's going to definitely show during the regular season. Cause I think that 2022 is their year. Then that's fair. Next, a lot of people have said, a lot of people think they're going to do it this year, but a lot of people think that's going to be Warriors Nets. But I think it's going to be Lakers. Warriors. Um, I think either Warriors or Lakers win the championship. To be honest, but that's really I'm early. It's Lakers and Bucks. Really, I was going to say Lakers and Bucks, but like I don't know, I feel Lakers and Celtics. I don't know, man. I, I kind of wanted that this year, actually. Yeah, I did too. Um, but we're talking about Kawhi and KD. Um, this was really close for me. The reason I put Katie higher was the same reason I kind of put Clay and Steph higher on my list. Like, there were arguments that you could have put Luke over Steph, and there was arguments that you could have put other guys, or like Beal or Booker over Clay, and you could have made an argument that you could put Kawhi over KD. But I just think we haven't seen them yet. So as of right now, I'm going based off of where we last seen them and not trying to predict how they're going to play. Because we, I, I don't mean, know. We seen, I, I was going to say where we last seen Kawhi. He was winning a championship, but yeah. that's just where we last seen KD. Kawhi was winning a championship. Yeah, exactly. But, like, KD, I think he's either going to come back as a lead MVP candidate or he's going to come back, like, slightly declined. Yeah. Like, he'll either be, like, right pick up where he left off or be a little bit worse. And we'll see Thunder KD. And I don't know how he's going to do, honestly. But, I mean, where he left off, like, yeah, I thought that he was the best player in the league that season. Before Kawhi won the championship, I thought that it was KD. Like, I thought that he was the best player in the league. Because that's when LeBron has off year, and I just thought that that was KD's time. And then he got injured, which really sucked. And, I mean, where we last seen him, I mean, elite scorer, one of the best scorers in NBA history. I mean, on the Warriors, he actually played good defensively. And, yeah. He's so versatile. He's so skilled. Katie's just an amazing basketball player, which is why he's top 15 all time. I have about, like, 13. Yeah, I was going to say, like, 12, 13. He's, like, 13, 12. It's a toss-up between him and Curry. I don't know who's better all time, but... I'm taking Katie right now. I also, as of right now, it's Katie all time. I still don't know. It's, like, they're, like, right beside each other. Yeah, that's a good argument. Like it's just hard because they it's just hard because they played together. So like, yeah, it's a good debate to have. Who has better career for themselves. It's a good debate to have if KD and Curry are better all time. Which one's better? And it's also a good debate, like as of right now, Kawhi or KD, because it's really close for me. Where's Kawhi rank all time? All time? I mean, I don't know. That's for a different episode. But I think. <laughs> The thing about Kawhi is, I mean, he was, everyone thought he was the best player in the league for a long time. Well, and it then, wasn't really a long time. And then, but... and then the Nuggets beat him and they all switched up on him. Like, Kawhi's a choker. He wasn't the problem until game seven. He had a bad game seven. Yeah. Which yeah, is he did, he did, he kind of a reason why I lowered him. And also just because. Well, like... I feel like everybody hyped him up for that game seven. They're like, look what he did last year when he went to game seven. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna. Hit. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And then he just didn't, which I mean is kind of probably the lowest point of his career was that. So I mean, he's still. What about when he missed the free throws? Still, probably the best defender in the league. Still one of the best scorers in the league. He really stepped up this season. Had a career scoring year, career playmaking year. He was just that guy. He is. Yeah. A top three player in the league. Like literally, the small forward top three is the NBA top three. It's top three. Yeah. So we talked about Kawhi and Durant, uh, and we both have LeBron at number one. You have LeBron at number one? 
I do. No, I have Derek Penny Jr. How yeah, many yeah. dunk championships does LeBron have? Zero. <laughs> but no. Um, LeBron's even played in a dunk contest. Exactly, because he's scared of Derek Jones Jr. <laughs> Uh, yeah, LeBron's number one. We said that before this. Uh, we, we said that before this season started, or no, we said that before the playoffs started that whichever team won the championship, that was going to be the best player in the league. If Kawhi won the championship this year, yeah, then it would have been Kawhi. If Giannis would have won the championship, he would have been the best player in the league. But LeBron won the championship, and in that playoffs, he showed that he's still the best player in the league. Yeah, he played like the best player in the league. Because people had their doubts. I had my doubts at certain points, but I think that LeBron has claimed his title back of the best player in the world. Oh, yeah. And I think they well, go especially school. after the season last year. Yeah, exactly. Well, that was such a big redemption season because last year everyone was shitting on him so much and they forgot that it's LeBron James. Kawhi's the king now. <laughs> yeah. Giannis is putting the crown on his head. <laughs> yeah, that was the season he did that, right? Yeah. Wait, what? Like the big, it was like the beginning of the season, wasn't it? Giannis, Where Giannis put himself. the crown on his head. Yeah, and then, yeah, and the, yeah, he crowned himself. He put the crown on himself, and then, and then in the regular season, people like the Lakers players were crowning LeBron. So it just shows that, like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, LeBron, I'm not sure how he's gonna play next season. I'm really curious. Well, he says it's AD's team now, so I feel like he's gonna continue with that more facilitating role. Continue to do it, yeah. And I mean, yeah. he could obviously take over at will. Like, exactly. he just needs to do it sometimes more. Like, this is... Yes, because yeah, LeBron would play really passive sometimes, and it would piss me off. He could literally score with the snap of his fingers, and then he just exactly. LeBron's literally Thanos, man. He's literally Thanos. And then yeah, um, we also don't know when he's gonna return because uh, Danny Green said that if the NBA returns in December, that he might not return for the first month. Man, no one should trust Danny Green. I mean, poor Danny Green. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's our small forward list. Uh, we'll just go over it one more time. Uh, I have LeBron, Durant, Kawhi, Jimmy Butler, Middleton, Ingram, DeRozan, Bogdanovich, TJ Warren, and Will Barton. That's my top 10 from 1 to 10. And then yours is LeBron, Kawhi, mm-hmm. Katie, Jimmy, Middleton, Daddy Ingram, DeRozan. <laughs> Hayward, Jonathan Isaac, and Mr. Bubble Warren. So our eight to nine is completely different. And then we have our two and three swap. But I mean, you yeah. can honestly, two and three is basically like 2A and 2B. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, so yeah, that was our small forward list. Join us next episode for our power forward list. I'm excited for that. And I'm going to get started on that list right now. We can do it back to back. Hell yeah. No, I'm just kidding. My voice is... (laughs) I need some water. Give me some water. Uh, So we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you and goodbye. Adios.